strong but i don't know if it's a good song or not go ahead i'll let you know see now i feel like i'm there's so much pressure on me well, i never get nervous when i started off strong but now well, then see, I feel now like you know how i feel now you know how i feel when you do grab bags when we have a guest <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna do it no i'm not i'll save it for next time no fucking sing it all right i need a song are you ready that's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes, an airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself churn. World Soldier Zone needs double serving. We don't need speeding up a blip, blip, something, brother. It's the end of the world oh, as oh, know it. I, it. <laughs> I even got the easy part wrong. Yeah. The end of the world. Yeah. We know it. Apparently, Michael Stipe forgets the words of that song whenever he does it. Um, now, like when they did the unplugged version, he had to have them written on cue cards. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it? I was watching. I watched that um, Where the Light Is DVD with uh, John Mayer playing three sets, and um, and he had a teleprompter. Yeah, dude. Maybe. Did you hear the the news about John John Mayer today? What? Oh man, dude said some pretty awful stuff. Really? Yeah, he used the N word, man. No way. Yes, he did, and he was trying to say it in a way that was like. If I was really, you know, it, somebody said he had a ghetto pass or something, and he was like, what you really mean is I have a blank pass, and I can't say that because I'll get in trouble or something like that. I don't know. Um, I read the interview. It's, it's, a, it's a Playboy interview. And then he goes on to, like, detail his, like, sexual ex- exploits with uh, Jessica Simpson and Jennifer Aniston. And then, he said, yeah, he compared his, uh, his wiener to David Duke, the famous white supremacist from the 80s. What? Yeah, it's because they asked him if he liked uh, black girls, black women, and he said something like that. I don't know. I read bits and pieces of it. Uh, a lot of his fans, especially you know his black female fans, are very upset, understandably so. Well, kind of surprising, man. You just don't. You wouldn't think that he would be like that, but I mean, I don't think he's like a racist or anything, but I don't know why he was throwing that word around. I did see at some point today where he was like flooding my Twitter feed. Yeah. And it did seem like, I mean, the tweets were like something to the effect of, you know, I just started out wanting to play guitar and sing to people and stuff like that. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to read your bullshit. 
And uh, I'm wondering if he was like he addressing... That. that was like his like uh, apology or whatever, was that he shouldn't try to be a shock jock. He should just try to play music, but... That's, yeah, shock jock. Like, dude, shouldn't you know better than that? You know, like, I mean... I don't know. Maybe he just thought. Maybe it just went to his head or something. But you know, he was on Chappelle's show. You know, he he. It seems like he would know better. You know. Well, like, a yeah. It seems like he would know better. And B, it seems like he would know better than to try to apologize via Twitter. But I guess. Uh, well, how else is he going to get that quick of a turnaround on an apology? I don't know. I know that my girlfriend is a huge John Mayer fan, and she's got tickets to the show coming up in a couple of weeks and we were supposed to go and she's really upset about it. And she says she doesn't want to go anymore. So, and I don't blame her. It sucks. Wow. Yeah. It's just kind of lame, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of, you wouldn't expect it from, you know, that he seems kind of cool, you know? Oh, now I'm reading the uh, response and in context, it's a little bit different, but it's definitely not appropriate. Well, yeah, I give that. I mean, in no, in no, in no, absolutely no context, this is appropriate. That's the that's the point is that he tried yeah. to say it in a way that was like, you know, if I was, you know, basically like uh, saying that he could not say that word, but then he said the word in saying he could not say it. Right. So if you had a hood task, then you could call it that. But. Pass like on a ghetto pass, but oh my god, yeah, wow, just, just like, wow, dude, just put his foot like all the way down his mouth, like right? that's old, yeah, that's old, literally. Like, what were you thinking, John Mayer? What what were you thinking? Oh what, man, what, what was, oh, how hard they fall. Well, and it's not just that part of it, there's a lot of offensive stuff about women, and which is just weird, man, because it's you know, he's got a lot of female fans. Well, but see, I was, this is sad, Uh, just the other night I was flipping through the channels and um, I did see that he he was on Storytellers, which by the way, some, you know, it used to be VH1 Storytellers, Yeah. and it was like, it was kind of bullshit, you know, they had people on and they'd tell a couple stories and then they'd play their songs and stuff. Some of them were kind of cool though. Some of them were kind of cool. Well, this other channel, this like cable you know, channel 532 or whatever that's, like, strictly music. Yeah. Um, they have storytellers, and it's, like, it's, like, an hour and a half, and fans get to ask questions of the artists, and the artists go on and on about some stories. And, like, so if it's somebody cool, then it's cool to listen to them, and if it's not, then it's not cool. But they, I, John Mayer was on, so I stopped for a minute, and um, he, uh, you know, he's a little bit, he's not... Exactly, you think he is. I mean, because he was talking like he was like, uh, I was playing the guitar naked after having sex and I started writing a song. And I was like, Really, dude? <laughs> he was trying to be funny about it, too. He's like, It was post coital. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've never had too much of an opinion on him. I liked him all right, but I don't agree with his statements. And and I totally butchered the, the whole statement. If you want to. I, I misquoted it. Go go read the article yourself. We'll put it up on the Twitter feed. Make your own. I'm not putting that on, on the Twitter feed. You can put that on the Twitter. Well, feed. Google it then. Google Playboy interview John Mayer. Obviously, it's not safe for work because it's on Playboy.com. But uh, yeah, you can see the actual quotes. I I messed it up, but it was definitely offensive and I don't know bad judgment. Yeah. At the at the 
at the least, bad judgment. Well, way to start the podcast. There we go. Hey, here's a here's some hype that I just got in my my inbox. Uh, Goody Mob with CeeLo this Saturday at the Orange Peel in Asheville. Dude, I texted that to you like forever ago. Yeah, you didn't tell me they were playing in Asheville though. I said they were playing at the Orange Peel. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read that part. But that's hype. I'm the not hype is that I can't go. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. If you live in Asheville and you listen to this podcast, then stop and go to the Orange Peel. <laughs> go. Watch the Goody Man because they don't dance no more. Uh, yeah. So we got some housekeeping. 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 Uh, number one fan this week. We're gonna give this to uh the uh our our web guy Kevin Delion, his wife Amanda. Uh, she's a huge Saints fan, and we're gonna talk about the Saints later. But uh, just gonna give her number one fan this week because her team won. And so congratulations there. I was I was thinking about them uh, being down in Louisiana after the only thing that made me happy after that disappointing Super Bowl, which wasn't overall disappointing, it was a fun game to watch, whatever. Yeah. But um, but I was so disappointed that, that the Colts lost. But then I thought, well, at least Kevin and Amanda are really happy, like overwhelmingly happy. Like everybody in that city. Yeah. Is happy. I don't know. It's big, a big thing for the for the state of Louisiana in general, and in New Orleans, and so yeah. Hat tip to them. Well, um, we don't have a hater this week, but um, we just want to say uh, we got we got Miss now on staff. <laughs> we got Miss uh, Pantheon fan. Miss is uh, she's taken to updating our our website. She's making some changes to it. Uh, Kevin's still doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff, posting everything, uh, but he and I are both busy, so Miss is taking over, posting some stuff on the site, and she's been putting some more information on there, so hopefully you guys are enjoying the links and things she's putting on there for the... uh, Yeah, I'd say that's a bit of an understatement. Um, Like, uh, putting some more things on the website, like... The post for the last episode, which she put stuff on it, like dwarfs all the other posts together. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't mean to, to understate it. She she put a lot of stuff on there, and photos, and it, it made me want to go to the website. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, she improved our website by a hundred percent as far as content, and you know, we're we're lazy. We don't we haven't put up content on there, and she's willing to do it. So, thanks to her. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to throw this out here that, man, we want to hear from some listeners. We haven't heard from you guys in a while, so send us your questions. It can be a question about anything. And, uh, in fact, we have a little something about this. The um, Our friend uh, uh, Uncle Jebediah um, would love if you would send in any questions you have about life in general. And he is looking forward to either penning a response for you or um, being a guest on the episode, uh, a future episode, and responding to any questions about life in general that you may have. Because seriously, folks, he is the he, – he has wisdom of the ages. Yeah, so if you, yeah, if you need life advice from some guy you've never talked to or heard from, <laughs> uh, you can send it in, uh, put uncle, dear uncle – Uncle Jeb. Uncle Jeb. Or life uh, question. Anything in the title. Anything. But you can also ask us questions about us 
or you know the podcast or anything. And uh, our email address is I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. And in fact, if you have suggestions for the show, feel free to send them. Well, we always ask like. for suggestions, and this time I'm just asking like suggestions, but also if you have specific questions for us, we want to interact with you. So the best way for us to do that is to answer your questions. Do it. Sounds good. It's your show. Not really. It's our show. <laughs> no. <laughs> In fact, we get a ton of emails. We just don't respond to any of them. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah. We don't, nah, that doesn't fit. Doesn't it's fit our good. format. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, let's get into the meat of the episode. Mmm. The meat section. Mmm. It's like a thinly cooked tuna steak with sesame seeds on the outside. Or an overcooked roast. It's very tough. It's, you know, with undercooked vegetables. Um, yeah, so the big topic for this week is the Super Bowl. Um, I'd just, say it's the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah, but really the Super Bowl is like a national holiday. So <laughs> we're going to get to lost, but we're going to talk about the Super Bowl first. Huge game. Huge game because I really... Liked both teams that were playing in it. But the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, as everyone knows, is my number one favorite team in the whole universe out of any sport. And so I was totally hyped. Loved Peyton Manning. Was ready for him to get another ring. And it uh, didn't really turn out the way I wanted it to. It looked like it was going to. Yeah. and It, uh, it looked like it was going to be a blowout. Mistakes were made. <laughs> uh, you got to give credit to the Saints. They stuck with their game plan. And they made it work. And they won the game, definitely. But the Colts made some mistakes. Um, people were hurt. Um, I don't know. I was disappointed. But it, like we said before, it's great that New Orleans had that moment. And it's big for well, them. Have you been keeping up with uh, PTI? Did you watch PTI the Monday after the Super Bowl? Yes, yes, I did. Did you, do you agree with what... For those of you who don't, don't watch that show yeah. on ESPN. So, Okay, so did you do you agree with what Mike Wilbon said about the Colts are a great team, they execute well, but they don't have the swagger or dogging in them like the the Saints had with the with the risky calls and um, just that that extra umph that um, that the Saints obviously had. I don't think so. I don't think it can. That for me, like everybody's saying, well, that onside kick was so gutsy. Well, such a no, I don't, I don't mean just the 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 fourth and one go for it or the onside kick, but I mean in general, are the Colts the most conservative team in in no, the NFL? No, 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 not at all. No, they have a they have a very specific game plan that they follow, but they're not conservative. I don't think. Um, you know, they went for a couple of tough fourth downs, and you know they they went for it. Um, I was a little surprised they went for that long field goal. I kind of wanted them to just go for it or kick the punt, you know. Yeah. Uh, really just go for it at that point, but I don't know. I mean, everybody's saying the turning point of the game was when that um was when that onside kick was kicked off, you know, the kickoff after halftime by the Saints, and everybody's like, oh, it's such a brilliant move. No, it was a pretty stupid move, but it worked. Uh, <laughs> in it really, it was stupid, but it worked. And if it didn't work, everybody would be saying how that was the dumbest move ever if the Saints had lost. And how that was the turning point of the game of how yeah, the Saints lost. That was not the turning point of the game. The turning point was in the second quarter, the Colts made a stand and kept the Colts kept the Saints from scoring 
both they were on the goal line. They kept them from scoring a field goal and a touchdown. And that was awesome. It was a great stand. But then they had a crappy series when they got the ball back, and then they let the Saints kick a field goal. And so they went into the half 10-6. to And that's the turning point for me, was that they let them come back and get that field goal. And then the Saints like were like, well, we can do this, you know? But... I, I kind of think that the turning point was the interception. Well, everybody's saying that too, but I don't know. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. Um, that sucked, and that was a problem. But it it, it really wasn't. Uh, it was the turning point was before that. But um, I don't know. And, and now, of course, all the sportscasters. Last week, it was all like Peyton Manning, the greatest ever, and now it's like, oh, Peyton Manning sucks. Yeah, you can't do it. Let's go back to Tom Brady's nutsack. Yeah, let's go. Right after the thing, Jamel Hill, one of the, the columnists I followed from ESPN, I unfollowed her because she said, oh, I've always liked Tom Brady better than Manning. I'm like, you know <laughs> what? You were one of the people last week that said Peyton Manning is the greatest thing ever. So just I'm just sick of that. Well, Peyton he Manning. doesn't have the rings. Yeah, I, you know what? That's, that's true. Um, yeah, but the point of irony, and this is coming from, again, pardon the interruption, because this is where I, I just wanted to laugh in the face of Will Bond. It's because they were talking about they right before they talk about Peyton Manning, they were talking about Drew Brees and how now Drew Brees can be in the discussion for greatest quarterback ever because he's got a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And now that he's got a Super Bowl ring, he can be in the discussion. And then they turn around to Peyton Manning and they say he's not the best ever because he doesn't have more than one ring. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was like, well, we got to go back to Tom Brady because you know he's got more championships, and this culture values championships. And I'm, I'm like, do you really hear yourself? They just everybody, every sportscaster out there, really is hoping that this Patriots thing is going to turn around, that that ship is going <laughs> to unsink itself and come back. You know, like, please, Tom Brady, please come back. Eighteen and one, folks. Eighteen and one, uh, and and I don't want to take anything away from Drew Brees because he's an awesome quarterback. I liked him when he pl- I liked his old stuff when he played for um, the Chargers, and the Chargers did him wrong. And I thought it was great that the Saints brought him in, and he's a great quarterback. You know, were you watching yeah. the uh, the pregame little you know Hallmark stories? Yeah, uh, yeah. Did you see that? Did you watch that? Or maybe it was the next day where they had the uh, the doctor that did surgery on his shoulder. They were replaying that video of him hurting his shoulder. Yeah. I almost threw up. Yeah, it was I rough. Really it, threw up. He he preceded um, Philip Rivers, who's also a good quarterback, but he preceded him at, at San Diego, and San Diego just kind of let him go. You know, they just kind of did him wrong, didn't care about him. And uh, the Saints picked him up, and he's fully embraced the city. He lives in the city of New Orleans. Um, yeah. So you know he, this hype, I can't take anything away from him. But back to Peyton Manning. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Here's the stat. Look at this stat. Peyton Manning is nine and nine in the playoffs. Oh, that's so terrible. He's nine and nine. I'm like, that means that motherfucker has been to 18 playoff games, okay, yeah. in 10 years. All right. So I don't understand that logic. He can't get it done in the postseason. Well, he's got a ring. They say the same thing about Marty Schottenheimer. You know that coach. He is like. Marty Schottenheimer has a forty and seventy record in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, it's such a terrible postseason record. I'm like, what? That's that's a, he's been in a hundred and ten playoff games. Holy shit! Well, I can't get it done. Well, I mean, there's lots of teams that never make it to the playoffs. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's just always like it's just something to talk about. It's talking points. I think that Peyton's going to get another ring. 
And I think if he, right now I'm still thinking that Joe Montana is the best quarterback of all time. Um, because he's got he had four rings, awesome player. But you know Peyton Manning's got four MVP rings or MVP trophies, and that's that's a hard award to get. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Especially when Tom Brady's out there too. Oh yeah. Well, I'm surprised <laughs> that Tom Brady just gets he gets his own MVP every year. Yeah. He gets he gets the Belichick MVP, which is yeah. just sweet. He gets the uh, the retired Belichick sweatshirt cut off sleeves from. Every year, Belichick just gives him a cut-off sleeve sweatshirt. Yeah. It's all sweaty. And he's like, here you go. Yeah. And a headband. Yeah. And a um, visor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the Super Bowl, it was exciting. I, I got to watch it with my dad, which was cool, because we both love the Colts. And um, my dad actually likes the Saints a lot, too. He's seen them play before. and um, I don't know. It was fun. But it was a little bit of a bummer at the end of the game. Because we lost, but well, I don't know. Props to the to the Saints fans. You know, I had a bunch of people over to watch the game. Yeah, I, I'm not really going anywhere with that. I just had people over, and it was it was cool. Yeah, uh, made an ass of himself. I think I was the one that made the ass of myself. I sent this email out to everybody that was coming over. That was like just way too much. For, for what was going to be happening. I laid down 16 house rules. And, I, see, uh, I didn't I see anything wrong with funny. that. I thought it was like, well, that's what you should do, because I always get frustrated at situations like that, especially with the Super Bowl people be talking and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, so yeah, so let's get to the last little bit of it, uh, the commercials. Yeah, I've got that down here. Um, and okay. You love the commercials more than I do, but I enjoy them when they're good. Um, what was your what was your feeling on the commercials in general? Give them a grade. A C minus at best. That's me being nice. Yeah, I I, I couldn't give it any higher than a C minus. Um, no seemed, way. Seemed like the theme was uh, sexism. <laughs> Some of it was sexism, and the other theme was. Uh, what is that in the background? What's that noise? Well, Mackenzie, I think, dropped her ashtray in the hallway and says so she's vacuuming up the ashes. <laughs> okay. I just I heard something that was porcelain fall, and I heard her go, "Ow!" Oh. <laughs> and then I hear the vacuum. <laughs> now there's a storm brewing out there. It's like in the house is taking off. We're going to outer space. Yep. We're recording. We <laughs> All right. She heard me. All right. Um, yeah. Game so- on. So, yeah, sexism, what was some of the other themes? It was, we spent so much money to get a spot on the uh, on the Super Bowl that we're not going to pay marketing team anything yeah. to come up with a good fucking commercial. Yeah. Uh, the funny, the, the thing is, it's like, for a long time, the Super Bowl commercials weren't like, it's. I feel like only within the past, like, five or six years has it really been like, ooh, the Super Bowl commercials. Before it was yeah, just was like, wow, these are amazing years. commercials, but nobody thought, well, these are just amazing because they're Super Bowl commercials. They were just like when people premiered their big commercials, and now it's like, oh, we've got to make the amazing commercial. And it's not amazing anymore because of that, you know? It's it's like it, it's lost some of its luster to me. But, um, yeah, the it's weird because I feel like the NFL has been trying to get more female fans lately, and I know a lot more women that are watching the NFL. Um. And so all the commercials are like 
totally men based, you know. And the women, a lot of women watch the Super Bowl. And this is a stat. I'm not making this up. But women watch the Super Bowl for for the commercials. It's a big draw for female fans. And then so, you know, you've got female fans that like football and female fans that like the commercials. And this is what you got for us. Yeah. Like, come on. It's not so funny. What, beer beer well, commercials fail in general. See, usually those are the best ones. They usually are, but this year they fail. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, let me throw a few out here. Uh, one that I thought was good was the Betty White commercial. Did you see that one? Uh, that was my favorite. Yeah, uh, Betty White gets tackled. She's playing a football game playing in a backyard football game and this somebody just tackles her and the whole thing is like eats eat a snickers or you're gonna play football like betty white i don't know um so i thought that one was pretty good um yeah. what about the doritos commercials um they were better than the beer commercials but some of them i didn't really like i really like the one where um what's his name goes to the kid's house and he the kid check, sees him checking his mom out and slaps him right in the face. That's a that was um, who is it? He plays for the Colts. He's the running back for the Colts. Really? Yeah. Donald Brown. No. It wasn't Joseph Adai. Yeah. That was not Joseph Adai. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, that one's pretty funny. It was funny because it was shocking when the kid slapped him, and there's this loud slap noise. Um. Uh, the Doritos commercials, some of them were mildly funny. Some of them were pretty terrible. Um, the Dodge commercial was pretty awful. Yeah. Where the guy was like, I will I will tolerate your mother. I will yeah. do this. I will do all these things that are general things that guys don't like to do. I did laugh when he said, I will watch your your vampire TV shows with you. Yeah. Cause it I was me- looking at McKenzie. It made me think of a. No, it made me think of our friend Kill Machine that we play video games with because he loves those vampire TV shows. Yeah. But yet he's like the tough SWAT team member guy, um, and he's the one that watches them, not his wife. Yeah. So it made me think of him. I was like, man, they're totally off on that one. But um, that was funny. Um, I thought the Brett Favre one was pretty funny. Mm. It was all right. I like the uh, the 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 one the pop secret and the nuts. <laughs> the aqua guy, it, like it was really bad. It was he was like the Sea World director of people like jumping out of the water and eating popcorn and nuts. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, uh, what about the Tim Tebow ad? The controversial Tim Tebow ad. Did you see that one? Yeah, everybody. Yeah, I mean, like what a. What a great like bait and switch. Yeah, they they accomplished what they wanted by they they got all this controversy. This is a pro life ad, funded by uh, Focus on the Family or whatever one of these interest groups, and um, they built it up like with all this controversy. And then when they played the ad, it really didn't have much to say about being pro life. It was very toned down, um, you know. And it was fine. It didn't offend me or anything. I I thought you know I don't have any problem with that kind of ad. Um, regardless of whether I agree with the politics or not, I just don't necessarily want that in my Super Bowl experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't want to think about politics and issues like that during the Super Bowl. And it's kind of weird, it's like, especially when I'm being bomb- bombarded with beer commercials and then you're trying to throw something serious at me. Um, what are you doing? You're not paying attention. 
What are you doing? Sorry. I was I pulled up a uh, a forum of um commercial hate and I'm reading. <laughs> I'll have to send it to you later. Okay. Sorry, I'm done now. I closed it up. Alright. Um the E Trade baby. What about it? Wah, wah. I know you love that E Trade baby. I know Not, you love that E Trade mm, baby. Did you, so, Milkaholic. I love the old E Trade baby. Okay, I like his old stuff. <laughs> They've switched the E Trade Baby. the The special effects are not as good now, so his voice, his like mouth, is not synced up as good to it. Um, I just love the Shankopotamus one that they used to have. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they didn't shoot enough commercials with that old E Trade Baby. He's in college now. Mm-hmm. They got the new E Trade Baby, and the new E Trade Baby is kind of creepy. Somebody said that they they switched the E Trade Babies and changed the voice because the E Trade Baby is supposed to be growing up. <laughs> That's bullshit. That, it seemed younger to me. I don't know. Yeah, but seems younger. I just I thought it was kind of creepy to have the whole girls thing. Like he's got a girlfriend and stuff, and he's like one year old, and like it was just kind of weird to me. I didn't like it. Um, I don't know. In general, it was just a letdown. Are you Are you reading something still? No, I'm listening to you. Well, you got anything else on the Super Bowl commercials? Uh, not really. I mean, overall, I mean. My favorite Super Bowl still is when the Titans played the Ravens, and uh, and I think that's been the best one in in recent memory. What was that? Ninety nine? Was that the Titans that played the Ravens that year? Yeah, it was Eddie. You know, it came down to Eddie George's was his did his knee hit before he got in the in the goal or not? And yeah. that was the last play. That and was, was uh, two thousand one, really kind of, maybe. Two thousand one? No, it wasn't two thousand one. No, it was ninety nine. It had to be ninety nine. Because I was not, I was not old enough. Um, Titans, Ravens, Super Bowl. I can't, I can't find it. Let's see. Yeah, it's not gonna. That was uh, the Titans played the St. Louis Rams in two thousand. Oh. That's okay. Well, obviously, I've not been that into the Super Bowl in the past fifteen well, years. I, I didn't think that the um, I didn't think that the, yeah the uh, the Ravens played the Giants. Yeah, I'm just rewriting the history because I love I love like Ray Lewis Ray. so much. I just I just was I guess I'm just wishing that it was Ray Lewis versus Eddie George. So 2001 than... was when the Ravens won. That was against the Giants. Okay, so when was the Titan? When was year when was the that? Was the two uh, thousand? Yeah, the two thousand was the was the Rams and the um, the Rams and the Titans. I remember that one. Yeah. Anyways, I just remember that last play, Eddie George. He was such a hero to me. Yeah. 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 I thought I was much younger, but God, I wasn't that young in two thousand. So whatever. Yeah, okay. I am. Um, I, I like I like Ray Lewis too from the Ravens. I think he's going to be a great commentator afterwards. Everybody, no one else agrees with me, but I think he's going to be a great commentator because he speaks <laughs> as if he's a preacher. He needs to he needs to be a just a a pinch comment designated commentator for every sport. Yeah, he needs def- to be a Sports Center guy anchor. He, he could be for sure. They should do some Sports Center commercials with him with that. But I can totally see him being a sideline guy. You know, the sideline guys usually are just terrible, and he would be yeah. awesome on the sidelines because he would he would. He would shout everything. <laughs> what a bunch of men playing together on the field. It's, it's an awesome thing. thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Super Bowl. That's it. I, I'm I'm in the. I, I sound sad probably talking about it because I get in post football depression now. Yeah. Because NFL is my sport. I'm giving I'm giving baseball a real shot this year. I do like basketball. Um, and now that football's over, I'm gonna give basketball my attention. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm disappointed because I want to I want to see more NFL. Um, well, I uh, I tell you, speaking of basketball, we'll roll right into this. Okay. I uh, you know I'm a TA, so I have all these assignments that I got to grade. And um, on uh, Monday night uh, at at seven o'clock, Villanova was playing uh, West Virginia, which Villanova's you know a perennial top twenty five team. Okay. Yeah. And that's my team. I went to school there for a little while. I, I, I knew the players. I was friends with the uh, the freshman guys. That When I was a freshman there, they were freshmen, and we were in the same orientation group. Uh, and so I was, like, friends with them since before school even started. I hung out in the dorm room, whatever. So I really like that basketball team. And I've had a lot of <clears throat> uh, heartbreak with that team as well because they've always – ranked in the top 25 and they never make it to the final four yeah and um and this year they're doing really well and they were ranked number two and then they lost to georgetown so by the time monday rolls around they were they were ranked number two monday morning but by the time they were playing monday night uh they were ranked five yeah they were playing against number four ranked west virginia and it was like um pretty exciting you know i was like hyping myself up because I haven't gotten to watch a full game, and um, and I've been watching a lot of the NBA lately. Yeah. Okay, because like every night when I go to bed, I I turn it on TBS to see if there's a or TNT to see if there's a, a, a an NBA game on, or if I'm sitting in front of the TV, which just doesn't happen that much anymore. All I look for is NBA because I got the NBA channel. I'll even watch an NBDL game yeah. <laughs> just to get some NBA, and um. So I'm like, all right, well, Villanova's ranked. I'm, I'm going to go watch this game. It's going to be a good game. And I sit down to grade these assignments. And uh, and I finish grading assignments within the first 10 minutes of the game. And so then I start to actually watch the game rather than just listen to it. And I maybe watched it for five minutes. And I said, this ain't the NBA. And just turned it off and went and played video games. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't compare to you. Finally, you've reached the threshold now. It's where got, like, yeah, it's gotten to the point where it's like, do I want to watch boys like fumble around and just tons of turnovers, or do I want to watch men posturizing other men? That sounded weird. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, yeah. So I mean, whatever. I'll be hyped for March Madness. I'll fill out a bracket, but. It's going to get busted pretty early because I just haven't. I used to be, I mean, what? You you have watched me. You have ushered me into this uh, maturity of the NBA. I used to only watch college basketball. I used to denigrate the NBA. And, and I would do really, really well at the end during March Madness because I had watched all the bullshit teams like CNN and Gonzaga back in that day where, like, I, I, I had a, a 15-2 upset in my bracket that usually was right. And that would launch me into higher scores. But, um, over the past two or three years, I've just slowly morphed into an NBA watcher. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a shame because all my friends 
that live near me, you know, I mean, Josh and uh, Delaney and mainly Julia, you know, Delaney's wife. I mean, they are huge college basketball fans. And my whole family, I mean, my mom and my sister, they're and my my stepbrother, they all love college basketball. I mean, my mom buys the package where she can watch every single college basketball game that might have a video camera in it. You know, they have live feeds from some mom that's sitting in the stands with the Super 8 camera, and she'll get it on the TV, and she watches all college basketball. But I just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same level of play. My thing with college basketball is I feel like it's so pointless because the players stay for one year most of the time and then go. Like, the good guys stay for one the year ones and that go are to the NBA. Yeah. yeah, so it's, like, just totally fucked to me. Just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of the same thing I, I have with I mean, the, I mean what? The classic argument is they've got more heart. You know, but the reason that they got more heart is because they're trying to get to where the fucking where the real shit's going on, which is the NBA. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. I, hey, you should watch. You should listen to Bill Simmons' podcast uh, this week because he's got Commissioner David Stern from the NBA on it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's God. pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, his, his, um, he loves David Stern. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty hype interview, and he also uh, Bill Simmons' podcast after the Super Bowl is pretty good too. Pretty good job breaking it down. So, more love okay. for Bill Simmons, the BS report. Uh, hey, I just want to read this out to you real quick. I got this Wikipedia page up for Super Bowl XXXIV uh, 2000, the St. Louis Rams for Tennessee Titans. The mm-hmm. uh, halftime show, this is who they have listed as the halftime show Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton, and Edward James Almost. What did Edward James Almost do in that? He's the. <laughs> Does he play any instruments or anything? Did he act during the halftime <laughs> show? Why, Edward James almost. Why? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. The fucking – that halftime show sounds a lot better than The Who. I love The Who, man, so I, I enjoyed it. But, I mean, they were, they are very – Tell me it wasn't flat. Tell me it wasn't flat. I don't think so, man. I thought they sounded pretty good for their age, um, and the, the stage was pretty awesome. Uh, but I'm a I'm a, a a long time Who fan. But it was a weird choice. I would not have chosen it if I had got to choose. You know, um, I don't know. But anyway, it was just kind of strange. Like why why them? You know, and Tony and, Braxton. I'd I'd like to go to a Tony Braxton concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be great. <laughs> um, let's move on to Lost. So the bane of my existence, Lost, the TV show, uh, which I enjoyed the first. Well, you know, we could have a whole fucking. You know, we used to in the first ten episodes have one topic for the entire show. I feel like we could do that with Lost. Not saying that we're going to talk for the next hour and a half about Lost. We'll try to crunch it down, but we could go through the seasons and like the where. You, if let me just ask you this. Now that you're in season six, okay, having watched every episode from the first five seasons, if you had to do it over again, where would you stop watching? I would. I wouldn't watch any of it. If I if I could do it over again, now I'm invested in it. I have to see this stupid ass show to the end. It, I hate it that it gets so much critical acclaim because it's just a piece of shit wrapped up in like, cre- you know, fucking. You know, the emperor has no clothes. It's like, oh, look at how great this is. Look at how witty the white writing is. Look at how complicated the writing is. It's just, it's just 
they're just stringing us along. The first two seasons were pretty awesome. I really enjoyed the first two seasons. Then after that, it was just a slow slide downhill. Yeah, I mean, I would stop watching it at the end of season two. Yeah. It, right. I just feel like they're like, well, we've always known what we wanted to do with it, but it does not feel that way. It feels like they're just making it up as they go along. Yeah, we always know what we want to do with it. We want to make a shit ton of money and frustrate people. Let's just drag it out as long as possible. This, Thank God this is the last season. I'm going to have to watch every episode. The, the premiere, we're going to talk kind of, I just want to talk in generalities about this because people have said, well, if I don't watch the show when you're talking about it, I'm not interested in it. But it just in general, the first episode of season this season, just rehash what happened in the last episode last season. Yeah. It was nothing really different. There was about one Well, percent. there's... They kept replaying the same lines. moment over and over again. The, the, there were two lines that really uh, summed it up, and you can take the first one, I'll take the second one. <clears throat> the I first one was what Juliet it. said. The first one was what Juliet said. What did she say? She said, Sonya, I've got something really important to tell you. And then she fucking died. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that sums up the whole show. The whole show is like and then, no, yeah. no, no. And then the very end of of the episode, Saeed is dead, and then he comes back to life and says, "What happened?" Yeah, that's I've got lost. something to tell you. Dead, dead. What happened? Coming back to life. What, what happened? happened? Yeah. It, it's truly a show about, much like they say that Lord of the Rings is about walking. Lost <laughs> is about walking. Yeah. They walk. It's about people walking and having plenty of time to answer any question that is asked of them and not answering those questions. Never. You, they're walking for six hours straight. Uh, <laughs> you know, who killed so-and-so? Well, I know. I'll tell you when I'll we get tell there. you later. It's not important right now. What? Just answer, what else do we have to do? We're walking through the goddamn jungle. Yeah. Just fucking tell me. Yeah, just tell me. I would not, I wouldn't stand for that. I'd be the one guy that's like screaming at everybody. Just like, tell me what you're thinking. God. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, my my biggest note on episode one this season was that they have this lost temple set, and it looks <laughs> just like the uh, the Legends of the Hidden Temple set from Nickelodeon years ago there was somebody was that so i don't even remember who but it was on the it was on the internet somewhere where the somebody had tweeted or something like next season or next episode of lost will look like this and it was a screenshot at the legends of the hidden temple <laughs> well i made that joke first so they owe me some money i uh, made it first no i made it before you did i tweeted it i made it, it to up. you no you didn't I'm the one that told you it looked like that show where the kids ran through that. No, I, but I had already tweeted that when you had said that. So we must have had oh, it shit. at the same time. I, we'll look it up if you want. Same time. Same time. Same time. Um, same time. Yeah, Le- 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 Legends of the Hidden Temple was this game show on Nickelodeon, and they had this real f- – it was kind of hype, but it was like this fake-looking temple with these like foam blocks that made the temple. And basically the Lost Temple looks like that with a crappy jacuzzi in it. Yeah. You know? Like a fountain, yeah. like a, with a fountain in the middle of it, and uh, yeah, so like, well, you couldn't spend a little more money on this than that. I don't know. Time out, real quick, and yeah. uh, fix your microphone. What's wrong with it? Um, you've been going in and out the whole time, but I haven't said anything because of last time, you know. Yeah, that's and, it's um, fine. But, I got it now. Well, you 
You just got to the point now where I'm having a hard time understanding you. You sound like you're on a cell phone. Okay. Well, how about now? No, it's not different. How about now? Oh, God. No. Okay. It's all right. I'll just deal with it. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's lost. Um, the other thing I had here is something we talked about earlier today that I just wanted to see what else you had to say about it. Um, you mentioned that, you know, all rules are off once you go and in, you turn into a parking lot. Oh, my God. So we were talking earlier about parking and the fact that as soon as you make... I, no, I was driving in the car, and I pull off the road, and I pull in a parking lot, and all of a sudden, ten cars are trying to kill me at once, and I go, Jesus, what is it with driving in a parking lot? There's no ru- rules of the road, or everybody forgets the rules of the road. And you take it, and it, that was what brought it up. We weren't just talking about driving. <laughs> yeah, but we were talking about you going into a parking lot. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and then you, yeah, and then you uh, go ahead. Um, I mean, we can recount the by hour by minute by minute if you want to say, "Wow, I was in a blue car, and then we turned left, and then at that moment you said this." Um, no, I, I said that it's basically like as soon as you turn into the parking lot, it's it's like Mad Max. It's yeah. the Wild West. It's the Wild West. It's like it's like you know the Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Like the rules are off. You're driving in there. There's guys with like mohawks. And right on yeah, motorcycles. Yeah, and cars with like pieces of metal welded to them. Um, <laughs> you know, five, a five foot difference, five feet from the road into the parking lot. Yeah, on the road, people drive crazy, but at least there's some semblance of rules. When you're in the parking lot, people are driving on the wrong side of the lane. People are trying to cut you off. You're doing the whole chicken thing where you're trying, you know, oh, I'm going to go this way, but you're going to try to go this way, and then we're going to get stuck here. People are driving diagonally across the parking lot. You know, there's, it's just lawless. And, and it's the worst is when you go to a uh, parking lot of like a really nice shopping center. Yeah. That's when it gets even worse. People don't know which way to drive, which way the arrows are going. It says this parking lot is under police jurisdiction. It never is. I've never seen a police car in a parking lot that I've been at Target or something. Never. You know, it's just like, nah, we're just going to let those people fight it out amongst themselves. No rules at all. It's scary. I get scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you're always. Uh, I used to. I used to never be scared in a car, and I guess it's me just getting older. I'm like more nervous about the people driving around me. You know, my parents used to always say, "It's not you we're worried about; it's the other drivers." Yeah. And I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Everybody obeys the rules. Let's just do it." Now I'm just like, somebody looks at me wrong from the other car. I'm 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 trying to get away from them. You, I'm convinced they're trying to run into the me. The thing that when you're in the parking lot, you realize that you cannot trust anyone else. You, you, they could do anything. <laughs> you know, and it's like when you're on the road. If somebody hits you and you're on the road, there's time. There's a lot of people that would drive off, but in general, if somebody hits you, they're probably going to stop. Trade insurance information. You're going to be on your way. In the parking lot, somebody hits your car. No, but all bets are off. But they're on not top gonna, of that. On the road, there's accountability. There's rules that people know, but when you go in the parking lot, you get hit. Ain't nobody know whose fault it is. That's what I'm saying, yeah. You, can't, you can count on people to do the right thing in general on the road, but in the parking lot, it's like, oh, no, I just bashed that guy's car in, but he shouldn't have been parked there. He shouldn't have. He, you know? he, I'm backing out. I got the right of way. No, you don't, motherfucker. I'm driving right past you. That's why, you know, the whole bucket of dicks thing. It's because, yeah. like, we we notice this stuff now, Speaking. I guess because we're getting older. 
you know that. But speaking of bucket of dicks, uh, super fan Nate Helgerson sent us a picture, and I'm not sure it's exactly bucket of dicks. It's like uh, bucket of creepy. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a car filled to the brim with stuff, like just stuff. Bucket of pity. Yeah, is what it is. It kind of looks like my car, though. So I can't say much about it. But. Yeah, he sent us a picture of a. I think it's a Saturn. It looks like a Saturn to me. Yeah. It is a Saturn. I can see the symbol down by the door. Uh, just filled, literally, the person can't see out any of the windows. It's, it's p- filled. on its own that it's a Saturn. Remember that time yeah. that I, my car was in the shop and I had to get a Saturn rental car? Do you remember that? <laughs> that was the worst day of my life. You know, you day. had that. But one time I took my car into the shop and I had to drive a VW Bug. That's better than Saturn, though. I don't know. I think Email it is. us. Email us at I only like their old stuff. Hey, I, and tell us if you had to drive a car for a day, would you rather drive a Saturn or one of those new VW bugs? I guess they're not new anymore, but the newer model. I would much rather drive the new VW bug than the Saturn. Um, the uh, the Saturn is just like just crappy. It makes no noise, you know. <laughs> um, I. You sort of touched on this a second ago, but I, one of the things about the parking lot that makes me realize I'm turning into my father in a lot of ways is all my life my dad has complained about the way parking lots are designed. <laughs> like, anytime we go anywhere, well, I'd have designed this differently. I don't know why they've got this here. It was an idiot that designed this because he's always just mad that there's, uh, you know, because partly because people don't know how to drive in the parking lot. But he, he blames it on the parking lot designer, you know, that, oh, he should have put that aisle in there. And he's always got a suggestion for how to make it better. And I always say, well, you know, when you get to design your parking lot, I'm sure it'll be a lot better. And he just yeah. kind of goes, oh, blah, you know. Uh, who makes a living designing parking lots? I want that job. It's an engineer's job, you know. But, um, yeah, so now, but now I find myself Don't catching Don't tell me you went to school for that. Uh, Indros is a civil engineer. He got, but he got his, like, he got a master's in, like, concrete. Okay, well, I mean, the designs a parking lot, you know. But, but like, how much schooling do you need to design a, a parking lot? Like Apparently, you need of- more than what what's being given <laughs> out. Because they're, but according to my father, they're really poorly designed. And the thing is, now I find myself, I myself, get so grumpy in the parking lot that I start blaming the designer, and then I'll catch myself. I'm like, man, this is such a crappy design, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm turning into my father. Uh-huh. Oh no! <laughs> Which my dad's great. I love my dad, but you know that's one of the things I'm like. I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to complain about the way parking lots are designed. But oh, I'm complaining about the way this parking lot is designed. <laughs> <laughs> so shame. Um. All right. Well, that's that. Uh, I wanted to get into. Well, we'll save this part for the uh, for the grab bag. But well, let's go ahead and get in our questions. All okay. Right, you have a question for me before that. Oh, I do, and it, it's do a great segue into what you've been listening to. Okay. Okay. Um, which was or is the better album? Okay. Okay. Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP, or DMX, It's Dark and Hell is Hot? Marshall Mathers LP. Really? Yeah. Do you just not like DMX, or do you I really... don't like DMX. Okay. Okay, now... I don't get further... DMX, so... Second question. Yeah. Which is better, Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP, or Buster Rhymes, When Disaster Strikes? Which one is When Disaster Strikes? 
It's the one with dangerous. Put your hands where my eyes can see. All the, all uh, the, yeah, all the hits. I'd, I'd say that one. I'd, yeah. say, I'd say that one. I'm not a huge Buster Rhymes fan, but I like that CD for sure. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, that's all. Sweet. It's a tougher call for me between It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Marshmallow's LP. I would say It's Dark and Hell is Hot, ultimately, because I had to answer the question for myself. If I was a DMX I fan, I might say that. And I'm not a huge Eminem fan either, but um, I don't know. I, I actually like that LP better than any of Eminem's other stuff, because so, I like his old yeah. stuff. Okay. Um, well, okay, so what have you been listening to? Speaking of music. Uh, I got two things. First, I've, I finally got all of that uh, Mastakilla, Mastakilla of Wu-Tang Clan, uh, his solo album, No Said Date, and I'm really liking that. I sent you a track off of it, um, and Papo one, and I, I just really, really, I've played one of the songs on the podcast before, the one he does with ODB, but... It's just I really like it. I like the production on it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's better. I feel like it's better quality production than Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. As far as the sound of it, like it sounds better to me. But it uses some yeah. of the same like kung fu uh, samples and stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously RZA did the production on it, but really digging that. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, and you won't like this one, but. Uh, George Harrison's solo stuff. I've been listening to that. George Harrison of the Beatles fame. Uh, All Things Must Pass. Got the uh, special edition CD. And I don't know. It's very, it's very different than the Beatles stuff. So you might actually like it. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah. So well, that's my thing. So Lopo's been on my ass for the past week and a half, two weeks, to get Daft Punk Alive 2007. And I went and ordered it from the record store because even though he said, what are you living in the 90s? Uh, I just wanted the CD. I didn't want to buy it off iTunes or pull it off the internet anyway. And um, so I got that album. And it's like it's like a greatest hits album. Only every track goes into the next one. There's no breaks. And it's got, I mean, it's got Robot Rock, Touch It, Technologic. Yeah. It's got, uh, I mean, it's got everything on it. Um Harder, better, faster, stronger, which, like, nobody knows that, like, I mean, like, that song got real popular with Kanye, you know, and that's one of those really where I really did, like, actually know the song that it came from, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the stuff where where they say it, where hip-hop samples, like, old R&B music, like, I don't catch that, you know? Yeah. But I really, you know, I mean, that was one of those. Anyway, so the album is awesome, and um, you can... YouTube Daft Punk Alive 2007, and they've got tons of YouTube clips from the concert. Yeah, and um, they're they're really well done mm-hmm. um, clips from the concert. And these guys are well, these robots or whatever you want to call them, they're standing at the top of this pyramid. Yeah, and like the pyramid is surrounded by lights and stuff. And so it's um it's a really cool album. Um, I'm it's just like really head nodding music, you know, I mean, it got me super hyped when I threw it in for the first time, and um, so props to Lopo for getting me back on Daft Punk, because I hadn't listened to him in, like, years. Yeah, I'm, and then, I, I'm not, like, the what? biggest Daft Punk fan, but I like them. I don't dislike them, but I've always liked their peers more than them, it seems like, but, like, my girlfriend loves them. Maria loves Daft Punk. She's really big on them, and, and I respect them. I like their stuff and, and their live 
you know, show looks to be awesome. And they're also well, you should they're ask do- her if she's got a live 1997 because that they did a live 1997 and a live 2007. Oh, okay. And a lot of the really like diehard fans say that they prefer 1997 because they all like um, stuff. I don't know though because I've had I've owned every single album since Homework. I mean I've owned them all. Yeah. And um, but I haven't listened to 1997, so I'm you know I can't really speak with authority on which one's better. But um, I've had all their studio albums, I guess I should say, because I don't have 97. But uh, but it's really good, man. It's really good. If you if anybody like mildly likes Daft Punk, then you'd love Alive 2007. That's for sure. You know, I'm hyped. They're doing. I'm really excited about the Tron sequel, and mm-hmm. I think I've brought it up on the show before. And they're doing the soundtrack for it, and it's like a perfect fit. Like so great. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, they really got to get somebody like Crystal Method or somebody to do the soundtrack for Tron, and it's just perfect. It's perfect that that Daft Punk's doing it. So, well, they um, um, what was that? Um, Discovery got turned into an animated movie. Yeah, and uh, that I thought that that was a really good um, little movie. Rosemary had that, and we yeah. watched that at camp. Or no, it was Human After All. That was the album that got yeah. turned into the movie. So anyways, it was really good. The other CD that I got, and I tell you, this was a bit of a gamble because I talked to my, my new music authority, Mitchell from The Oatmeal Conspiracy. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm now deferring to him in all things questionable when it comes to music. Um, but I, uh, I was going to get this Daft Punk CD, and they had this huge poster – uh, you know, the big album poster in the window for them Crooked Vultures. And I had seen them on Saturday Night Live, and they didn't really impress me on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And uh, and I, I texted Mitchell, and he was like, I'm not too mm, lukewarm, you know, about them because of the appearance on Saturday Night Live. But I said, fuck it, because I wanted some crunchy rock to listen yeah. to. And... um really happy with the purchase. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I've yeah, never heard of them. Much, never heard of them. Well, it's Josh Hom or whatever his name is from Queens, Queens of the Stone Age. The gen- oh, wow. Yeah. Lead singer and guitarist from Queens of the Stone Age. Dave Grohl on drums, okay? Yeah. And you can hate all you want on on Foo Fighters or whatever. I like Dave, Dave Grohl. Was, yeah, uh, yeah. But Dave Grohl played with Queens of the Stone Age for a while, too. And he, um, what, well, yeah, so, and I mean, what? He started out with Nirvana, you know? I mean, he was a drummer for Nirvana, and then he went to singing and playing guitar. Now he's back on the drums, where his home is, where he should be, pumping the beat. And then guess who's on bass? John Paul Jones from fucking, from Led Zeppelin. Really? That's crazy. in his mid-60s. They can't, out. And they haven't been able to get that guy to come out of seclusion for anything, and now he's on this sort of weird side project it's thing. A, Wow. It's a super group is what it is. And they are bringing the funk, man. I'm telling you, they are rocking. This is where rock and roll should be. You know, it's not, it's not butt rock. Nobody sounds constipated while they're singing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. So, I mean, I was worried about it and then <clears throat> I put it in and listened to it all the way through and I was like, geez, they, you know, Saturday Night Live did them a disservice. Yeah. So you're and saying Mitchell that, that Mitchell's full of shit is what you're saying. No, no, well, no, I'm not saying okay. Mitchell's full of shit. He said that for a, for a show that features music, they need to get a good sound engineer, and and that uh, that makes sense to me. But 
No, the the CD is good. I, I would say to anybody that likes, you know, a good just straight up rock and roll album to go out and get this CD, you're not going to be disappointed at all. So hey, uh, just real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to the Oatmeal Conspiracy for featuring us on their new website, theoatmealconspiracy.com. They got a couple man. blog posts about us and uh, some links and stuff. So thanks guys for hyping us up. Appreciate that was, it. You're cutting into my shit, man. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. Well, well, you said to mention it in the in the housekeeping, and I forgot. So yeah, and then I was gonna put it into what you've been surfing. All right. Well, we'll get to that then. Forget that I no, said that, listener. Let's just do surfing. <laughs> so the Oatmeal Conspiracy's website is apparently up now because they threw in a blog post about being number one fan yeah. on this on this show. And then the other thing that I've been surfing is the link you sent me. I can't wait to watch them all, but it's on ESPN Sports Nation. It's um, posterized, 16 of the best NBA poster dunks go head-to-head, and it's just a bunch of dudes getting dunked on. Yeah, and, and I, so I, I see you just stole mine, so it, it all works. That's like the gift of the Magi. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my – yeah, in the, in this, it's great dunks of, like, uh, Michael Jordan and uh, – who else on there? Sean Kemp and – Scotty Pippen's on there, and it seems, Pippen, yeah. it seems like uh, in most of the dunks, uh, Patrick Ewing is the one that's getting posterized, <laughs> uh, which I feel kind of bad for Patrick Ewing, but you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. it's good though. If you like the NBA, if you like the sort of classic NBA of the of the '80s, some good stuff on there. So '80s and '90s. So um, what's the hype? The hype number one hype is that I finally got my DVDs in. For my movie Interference, a surf kayak film, kayak. One thousand dreams. Yeah, I got. I've got a thousand copies now. I own a thousand copies of this surf kayak movie. You can check it out at interferencesurf.com. Um, and I'm totally stoked because it's the end of a three-year project, and now I've just got to sell them and try to make a portion of my money back. So you had uh, the first premiere. Uh, last night, right, in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, we had done a premiere in the summer, which was of the sort of, uh, not the final cut of the film, but it was yeah. kind of the world premiere of the film, if you will. And then we did, uh, Spencer Speed Diddy helped me set up a premiere in Greenville, South Carolina last night for, there's a Eastern Outdoor Rep Association show was there, basically a trade show uh, mm-hmm. with outdoor reps. And so we did this premiere and some of those guys came over and it was pretty good. You know, we had a good crowd. It was at Coffee Underground in Greenville, and yeah, it was fun. It's good to see the movie on the big screen, um, and totally stoked to like actually have physical copies of this thing now. So, so how does it feel now being finished with it? Are you? Is there anything that you take a look at, like you were watching it last night at the premiere, and say, "God, I wish I would have changed that one moment." Yeah, they're all things that I knew when I sent it off. Uh, basically, I hit the point where I was like, you know what, I can't work on this thing anymore. Um, and it's down to really obsessive compulsive stuff, like one frame. Like I'll notice yeah. that one frame is off in a transition or something, and I'll be like, man, that one frame just bugs me. But I imagine nine out of ten people don't even notice, you know. So uh, it's it's sure. it's the movie I wanted to make, and I'm glad I spent the time I did on it because I was able to do it the way I wanted it. But I would never be happy with it, hundred percent. You know, just how I am about sure. stuff. So what's next then? Now you got interference out. Is there going to be an interference too? Yeah, 
And uh, we're going to do like some little side project things in between now and then. We've got some footage from the World Championships this past summer that we're going to put out as like a little mini interference film. And then yeah. Interference 2 will be, we're in production on that right now. We're going to try to take some trips next year with it. And uh, But I'm making an instructional surf kayaking video next. I've already shot it, so I just have to edit it. Um, it so is- for the people that don't know what surf kayaking is, what is it in two sentences? Uh, it's like board surfing, but in a kayak. That's one sentence. Do you, you have a whole other sentence you can use? Um, don't need to. Board surfing in a kayak. Carving <laughs> up and down on a wave face, the, much the same way that a board surfer would, uh, but in a kayak that has fins in it. Specially designed surf kayak. Nice. Uh, uh, but well, there, the, cool. the movie is like a travel movie. You know, We've talked about it before. There's a lot of stuff from... Uh, the locations we went. we went. We went to Morocco and Ecuador and Spain and Portugal. And so there's a lot of fun stuff in it. But um, yeah, it's definitely targeted towards the surf kayak and crowd. So there's that. Um, another thing I was hyped on was that the Skull Candy rep, uh, <laughs> the rep for Skull Candy headphones, came to the premiere last night and he gave me a sweet set of headphones that I'm using right now. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it was cool that he came out. He liked the film and everything, and they're pretty cool, you know, pretty cool company. So Tell us tell us about these Skull Candy <laughs> that you're wearing. He brought a bunch to give out, and he gave some to the people in the crowd, and uh, he gave me, like, this, he, he knew I was a DJ, and so he gave me a set, and he was like, here, try these with your DJ setup. And um, I didn't see them because they were in the dark, but when I got home, I realized that they're they're, like, Rasta colors. Um, so they're like uh, what green, yellow, and red, which is funny because like I'm not really into the whole Rasta thing or whatever, but it's got the lines on it. But um, I've fully embraced them. I, I, I'm I'm happy to wear them out and stuff and have people see my rod <laughs> jaw ja Rastafari a support there. Keeping it iry. Yeah, it, keep, it reminds me of the um, what's that Saturday Night Live skit of uh, Are you there, Ja? It's me, Ross Kemp. Ross Trent, yeah. Ross Trent, yeah. <laughs> we need to put that link up on the uh, Twitter feed. It, it makes me feel like Ross Trent. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's pretty funny. If it, for those of you that don't know, just Google Skull Candy headphones. They are the most, by far, by far, the most obnoxious headphones <laughs> that anyone could ever wear. They are the most obnoxious headphones ever. They got like... Urban camo, snow camo. They got big aliens on the ears. They're the big headphones, the really big ones. They have just like, crazy designs on them and stuff. And they have they have Xbox 360 headphones. What makes them cool, you know, like the the moment that the the point that makes them cool is that they're they are so obnoxious that they're unapologetic. Yeah, they're so know? over the top that you're like, whoa. <laughs> you're like that. You see somebody wearing them, and you're like, that man takes his takes his listening real serious. That he wants yeah. people to know that he's listening to some music right now. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. They got well, some that's, crazy that's, stuff though, man. They got like uh they got these hooded sweatshirts that have the headphones built into them. <laughs> crazy, <laughs> man. God, I don't guess you could ever wash them, I don't know. Um but uh yeah, so the Skull Candy rep came out and one last hype thing is that I finished Mass Effect 2. Um, oh yeah! I don't finish a lot of video games, and the girlfriend got me Mass Effect Two for our anniversary. I said it last week, and I finished it, and it was totally awesome, and I can't wait to play it again. So, wow! There's that. So, what's your what's your hype? 
Uh, well, it's funny because you were saying we haven't been getting too many emails, and I was going to say my hype is that we've been getting emails. Yeah, I don't feel like we... Yeah, but I, I want specific things. I want people to ask us questions. Like, don't write us, like, 80 pages of just, like, meandering stuff. Like, be specific. Say th- ask us things you want to know. I'd like to know where Zell is. I would like to know where Zell is. Worried about you, Zell. We need you. Write us. We need you. Yeah. You know? And, in fact, I don't know if you saw this, but on Twitter, Clave just mentioned us. Just, like... Yeah. Right before he, said he was worried about us because we haven't we haven't posted. He's like, I need my fix. Well, we got you fixed right here. Skull candy. What? Clave, where's our where's our our drawing of us as manatees? I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to waste some more of your time, Clave. Yeah. Um. So what's not the hype? Not the hype. Um. The Super Bowl was one thing, and only because my team didn't win. Uh, right. And I was down about that. Uh, the other not the hype that I had is The Office mm. on NBC, man. It's just, I hate to say that it's taking a dive, but it really has. They just, I just feel like they don't know what they're doing. It's not as funny anymore. There's not this good dynamic. Ever since they moved Jim up to management or whatever, it's just kind of, and the last episode was just not funny at all to me. Mm. They keep they keep putting Michael. They put all the emphasis on Michael, and then they don't give him anything to do. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of lost me. I just I don't know. I, I'm kind of at the point now where I'd kind of like to just see him wrap up the story, you know? Yeah, but they'd have to have a story to wrap up. Yeah, it's just kind of spiraled off into just nothing. By the way, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. What's his name? Sean Payton. Looks exactly like Ed Helms. <laughs> Andy, the Nardone. Ed Helms, yeah. The entire fucking Super Bowl, whenever they showed him, all I could think of was Andy Bernard going, Tweet-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le-le
Flash presence. Flash presence. Look at how remarkable it is. Um, yeah, and do we really need five shots of Jack looking pensive in off into the distance? Off you into know, the sunset. His lip kind of quivers a little bit, and he lo- he always looks like he's about to cry. I'm thinking. He's, yeah, he does my, look This like is my Matthew cry. Fox thinking face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's, the hype's still out. Uh, hype's still out on Aliens vs. Predator on Xbox 360. Because I've been playing it a little bit. I played the PC game uh, a long time ago, and it was a lot of fun. I really like this. This I really, I really like Aliens, the movie, and I like Predator, the movie. And I like Aliens vs. Predator, the comic book. So it kind of combines all those things. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy. You could be the alien, and you just like, you're just like running around wildly. You can run on the ceiling in the game as the alien. And uh, I don't know. It seems kind of fun. I just don't know. It's just the demo we're playing right now, so I don't know if the full game's going to be fun or not. But pretty fun. What's your hype slot? Google Buzz. Mm, Maria's uh, on that. She's she's she was hyping that up today. I haven't tried it yet. It's um okay. So I guess part of it is kind of confusing, and I may be sounding really ignorant right now, but I don't know. So they've set up Google Buzz, and it's being marketed as, like, the Facebook killer, right? Yeah. That, you know, it's just, not the Facebook killer, but it's, like, Google's answer to Facebook, okay? Yeah. And so you go on to Google Buzz, which is, the link for it is right in between inbox and chats, okay? And so you can sync up your, your other websites with it. But right now, all you can sync up, or they're calling it connecting, is your Google Chat, Twitter, Blogspot. Picasa, Flickr, and Google Reader. Okay, so I've synced up my chat and Twitter, but I, because I don't, I, I've got a blog spot, but whatever, it's nothing. It's well, it's not nothing, but it's it's Grotto of the Unicorn. It's our clan Xbox Live clan's website. Um, if you want to go to that, you can go to Grotto of the Unicorn Please don't go to that. Please don't go. Yeah, but I don't use Picasso or Flickr, so it's just kind of like what it looks like. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this: it's like it's like your status, or, or like it's a bunch of it's like a conglomerate of status updates. So it's really not like Facebook in the sense where you can like see where people are from and all their pictures, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess you can see the pictures if they link up Picasso or Flickr, but so it's just like a bunch of it's another Twitter inside Gmail. And what? so the hype saw because I feel like they need to add more to it and like give us more options, and I'm sure they will. But I don't know. It's a little bit intrusive, too, because I'm not sure I want everybody in my Gmail to see my tweets. Yeah, and- well, don't you feel like um, don't you feel like this is like, you know, they did Google Wave and it kind of failed. Don't you think this is kind of like, hey, uh, we're writing the ship now by doing this. Uh, here's this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just and I, I I'm kind of social media out. I don't really need anything else. I don't think mm-hmm. you know. I I I think it's fun. I don't know. Maria's hyped on it. it seems like today she was tweeting about it, but um, I don't know. Well, like you said, like, I don't. I can see all the the one thing that is like cool right now. Okay, I can see where Miss uh, made a comment saying where she buzzed that she wants to be able to keep the filter of her buzz notifications out of her inbox, and then I can see everybody that commented on it. Yeah. So that's where it's better than Twitter, but just the same as Facebook. Yeah. But it doesn't have some of the stuff that Facebook has, so it's like not better than Facebook and not better than Twitter. 
I don't know. Ultimately, I think it's going to flop. It's not but, automatically on, is it? I don't, I don't know. Want, I, don't want it on. I don't want it on. I don't want to use it. <laughs> I see it here. I don't want to use it. I want to turn it off. Well, don't use it. I'm following you, though, so I'm going to get to see what you do. No. <laughs> that on there. Maybe I won't get to see, but I'm still following you. Now I'm all nervous. <laughs> so that's the hype's still out on it. I don't know. I'm doubting it, but I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Did you see where Google had uh, edited their search um, prompts for their commercials? Nah. You know, in one of them it says, it types in how to make friends. Yeah. And all the things pop up below it. Well, one of them was like how to make friends with black people. And they edited that out for their television commercial. What? Why, did they, why would they have that on there? I don't, dude. I guess a lot of people searched for that. I, I don't fucking know. But there was like three different screenshots of things that they had edited it out, and that was one of them. That was the most like surprising to me, that that would even come up. Yeah, weird. Weird. Real, maybe that was John Mayer looking maybe for Maybe it was, yeah. I don't know. I, now I'm all paranoid. I don't want this buzz thing around. I want it gone. Want to delete it? Can I get rid of it altogether? You're paranoid, like a like a bumblebee is buzzing around. But yeah, I don't want to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be cool. I want to get out of that, and not be cool. Uh, I tried too hard for that. Did you already do your hype still out? Yeah, aliens for predator. Yeah, right? aliens predator. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're, we're done with that we, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Grab bag. That's old. That's old. Uh, grab bag is uh, catching up with movies. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got a bunch of. I've been on this kick where it seems like I watched a lot of movies last year, but the year before, in two thousand eight or whatever, I didn't watch a lot of movies. And so I'm catching up with some movies that have come out between two thousand eight and two thousand ten. I've been talking about it on the show, so I got a couple that I've caught up with, and I kind of wanted your opinion on some of them to see if you got it, and you've got a few movies too. So. Um, you got you got one you want to start out with, or you want me to go? Um, yeah, you go ahead and go. I, I had three movies, and I've got two of them, and I've forgotten the third one. So I okay. think you go, and will prompt me. One, probably the best one I've seen lately is Milk. Mm. With uh, Sean Penn about uh, Harvey Milk, the famous uh, politician who championed gay rights. Uh, well, he's and- the first openly gay elected public official. Right. And I had avoided this movie just because I thought I knew the story. And so I was like, well, I'm going to be bored by this. Um, It's another biopic of, you know, just some amazing person and they're going to candy coat it all. And, you know, it's not going to be true and all this other stuff. But I watched it and then I I also checked out sort of the facts behind it. And it seemed like they pretty much told it pretty straightforward. Um, They let the only thing that they did wrong was wrong the only thing that deviated from the story is they left some things out but they didn't do the thing that i hate about biopics where they rearrange the timeline so so crazily that it could never have happened you know yeah Uh, and uh the performances in it were great i thought i thought that um after watching the wrestler i thought that mickey rourke got robbed of the oscar for best actor 
Yeah. And then watching Sean Penn as Harvey Milk, I was like, you know what? He really did deserve it. He really yeah. deserved the Oscar uh, for, her, for that portrayal. I didn't see Sean Penn. I actually saw Harvey Milk when he was portraying him. Um, are you doing something else? No, I'm I'm waiting on you because I was going to – I mean, that was the one thing more than anything else about that movie that impressed me was when I was watching – I went to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there watching it, and then it was near the, like, the middle of the movie. I just had a flash of Sean Penn in Mystic River. Yeah. And then Sean Penn doing Harvey Milk, and I was like, this motherfucker can act. That Nobody can deny that. Yeah, he's... Now, you may not agree with his politics and what he does with his celebrity status to try to raise awareness for issues, but this motherfucker can get on the screen and play a character. Yeah, and I thought it was really powerful. The story was powerful. I liked how they portrayed him. It seemed like they portrayed him pretty honestly. It was like he was he did so many great things, but he was also really ruthless, and he wasn't perfect. Um, he made some mistakes. He did some things that were ethically suspect as far as you know leaving some of his council members out to dry and stuff like that but um it was all kind of the portrayal well, but, of sort of... but see some of that is politics well i know but he, he basically is a man who did whatever it took to get done what he needed to get done and you got to respect that but also you know there's this sort of cutthroat aspect to his you know he's like this really kind of sweet person you know, like caring, sweet person, and then he's also very ruthless. Um, and it was—it seemed like a very honest portrayal of a person who was driven to to do something. You know, um, and also the the supporting roles were great in it too. I didn't even realize that my favorite character in the whole thing was played by Emil Hirsch as Cleve Jones, his like aide. Well, I was going to ask, who do you think is better in it as the supporter? Emil Hirsch or James Franco? James Franco was great and really portrayed a very strong character, uh, but I, I put Emil Hirsch a little bit ahead of that. Um, I just I just liked the character more, but I didn't real I didn't recognize Emil Hirsch. I think he put on some weight for it. Um, they they portrayed him as 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 short as he really is in real life. They didn't try to put him up on Apple box or anything. Yeah. Um, and I just really liked it, but I like James Franco's character too. All the performances in it were, were pretty good. I thought. So. Well, I, um, yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like Emile Hirsch as much as I did James Franco in it. I, I was talking to Ryan about this, um, Right after it was finished, I think, or when I left or like the next day or whatever, I called him because I had seen where he was hyping it up online or something like that. And we talked about it and he really didn't, he couldn't get over Emile Hirsch in it. He said every time he looked at him, he thought it was Emile Hirsch. So that's interesting that you. I didn't recognize him. I thought, I was like, I know that guy from somewhere and I like Emile Hirsch and I I just didn't put it together until later. I was like, I wonder if that was Emile Hirsch. And then I saw the credits. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. So that's that's one. So what's what's one you've caught up with lately? Uh, extract. Okay. Mike that, Judge. Yeah. M- Office Mike Space. Judge, um, Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Office Space. And this is with um, the guy. What's Jason the guy's Bateman. Name? Yeah, Jason Bateman and um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's in it. Oh, and the girl Mila Kunis. Yeah. Is that her name? Mila oh, she's Kunis? in that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's yeah, she's in it, and K- Kristen Wiig is yeah. in it. So great cast, and if this is going to tell you anything about it, Ben Affleck was the best. Oh, oh, wow! Better than the writing. <clears throat> Better than the writing. The movie was disappointing. It had maybe five moments in it where I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah, but I didn't really laugh out loud. Um, I mean, I didn't really laugh out loud at Office Space either, though. You know, I did. So I thought, not... but I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't have any interest in seeing Extract. No, I didn't either. But Mackenzie and I were at the house, and we wanted to watch a movie, and that was the only thing on demand. Yeah, <laughs> that was like we were like, oh well, I guess this is a good idea, and it wasn't. So don't waste your money. I, I liked you're Idiocracy not... as well. Idiocracy, his last film, I liked it pretty. Yeah. Good. Uh, eh, Dax Shepard. <laughs> I thought I loved it. Um, oh, that's great. But this was, yeah. I mean, Idiocracy was a B movie, and this may as well have been a B movie with A list actors. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's not that good. So don't worry about it. Moving on. Wah, wah. Um, well, I'll be the uplifting side of the conversations, and you can be the, the shitting on it for a change. Uh, okay. The next one, and trans. this is a nice little uh, transition from that one, uh, also a Mila Kunis film, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, yeah? You hadn't... Uh... Yeah, I, I, it's one of those ones I missed. Um, I'm not a huge Holy judge. shit. I'm not a huge Judd Apatow fan. Um, some of his stuff I think is funny. Some of it I just don't like. Um, or I don't think is as amazing as people say. And he produced this, but uh, what is it? Jason Siegel wrote it and acted in it. And, man, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was a nice little story. It was almost like a fairy tale kind of thing. Um, and I don't know. Another one of those films that kind of touches on the 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 the, pl- the plight of the emotional man. Yeah, you know? uh, I thought Mila Kunis was amazing in it. I thought she was great as the sort of new love interest. Uh, I was surprised because I didn't think she had those kind of chops. And um, I really like Jason Segel a lot too. The more I see of him, the more I like. Well, not the more I see of him because I don't really want to see his ass ever again. But <laughs> you did, you did see a lot of him in that movie. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? You wrote this. It's just a chance to show me your ass. So, but um, not just your ass, but your cock. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did, they're bringing dick yeah. back. That was yeah. one of those articles that was, you know, one of the reviews was like Judd Apatow and friends bringing dick back with full <laughs> yeah. frontal nudity. Well, I thought it was... It That's was, a fun movie. Now, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I love it. It's a movie that, that you look at movie? it and you think, man, that this is going to be such a shitty dude chick flick mess. Um, and it's not. It could have been that, but yeah, that last scene was amazing. All the stuff in Hawaii was great. Uh, I liked his interactions with sort of the strange characters he meets along the way. Russell Brand's good. Yeah, Russell Brand's great. I like Russell Brand a lot anyway, but he's great. He basically plays himself. Yeah, that's exactly what he does. And uh and makes fun of himself in it. And um yeah. I re- I really liked it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, and I thought uh, that I thought that Mila Kunis was her character, Kunis or Kunis or whatever. I thought her character was um That makes you sound 
Don't you feel dirty saying that last name? Yeah, yeah, I kind of do. I didn't want to say that, but um, <laughs> it's true though. Kidding. I thought her character. Was... <laughs> I thought her character was a lot, uh, pretty unique for that type of character. You know, you've seen that type of character before, but they took some chances with it, and they didn't just make her like the tough girl or the, you know, the crazy girl or whatever. She was kind of just a real full person. I thought. Um, fully formed character and not just a cardboard cutout. Uh, so, yeah. Kunis. Kunis. Uh, okay, so I um, uh, I'm kind of ashamed to say this. I'm not ashamed. Fuck it. I'm proud of who I am. I uh, I got a thing for Mark Wahlberg. I, I like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Well, so I try to see just about everything that he does. And uh Tell your mother I said hello. <laughs> I got um We Own the Night. <laughs> <laughs> now come on now. Yeah. There there's Mark Wahlberg movies and then there's formula movies that just so happen to have Mark Wahlberg right. in them. Yes. And that's a formula movie that has Mark Wahlberg in it. And it's also got Joaquin Phoenix and Bob Duvall. Love those two guys too, but I don't know I, I love that movie. I haven't finished it. <laughs> it's one of those. That huh? tells you the thing. I watched yeah. about the first hour and then I said, well, I could keep watching this or I could go to bed early. Yeah. And uh, I went to bed early. <laughs> it's got Eva Mendez in it too. Um. I don't know. I'm, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to weigh in on it. It's, it's a formula movie. You know, I mean, yeah. it's the brother movie. And the uh, not only is it the brother movie, but it's the one brother's kind of bad, the other brother's good. But the good brother's kind of bad, and the bad brother's kind of good. Yeah. You know? And the bad brother deals with the shame of his family, but he's still he's still got nobility and integrity, you know? And, like, the, the good brother's kind of shady. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I mean, I guess I'll finish it. <laughs> well, there's an endorsement. Yeah, I'm not really worried about not finishing it though. Yeah. You? Um, this one's kind of my my Judd Apatow double feature, um, and I think that we did this movie on one of the early review the trailers grab bags we did. Um, it's okay. funny people. Oh, no, we've talked about it because I was talking about it, and you were talking about wanting to see it. Yeah, well, I watched the trailer for the first time at your house last year. We watched it together because okay. we had never seen yeah. Like, what is this? Um, and you, <laughs> apparently you have seen it. I thought you had seen it. Um, yeah, I watched it over um, Thanksgiving. Okay, well, so more recently than I thought. I thought you had seen it in the summer. See, I was in Portugal when it came out, and I told Maria, I was like, wait to see it until I can see it with you. And then it's gotten to this point where we never could see it together, and then I wanted to watch it with her the other day, and she was like, ah, I don't want to watch that. So I wound up watching it by myself. I loved it. I thought it was great. What did you think about the length? Maybe a little bit long, but I enjoyed some of the stuff that they probably would have cut. I think they would have cut some of the stand-up stuff, and I yeah. liked some of that. Um, I liked this kind of improv feel of it, but I'm sure it was a little more scripted than that. I don't know. Um, well, well, fun, fun, fun trivia, fun fact. Um, the what's his name? God, I always forget his name. Jonah Hill. Yes, 
had never done stand-up before. Uh, you told me that. Okay. Now I remember. You told me that, yeah. Okay. And so he yeah, did stand-up in the, in the show, time, in the movie. They, yeah, and the first audience that they had for him, he bombed. Right. And so they had to go and get an entirely new audience and let him practice more so that they could have his segments in the film. <laughs> wow. Which I thought was interesting. Now, along with that, you know uh, Aziz Ansari's character, Randy. Randy. Yeah. You need to you need to do this right. Write it down. You okay. need to do this, and everybody listening, especially if you've seen the movie, you need to do this. Go to Funny or Die. They've got three pseudo documentaries about, about Randy. Randy. About Randy, and they're they're really funny. They're yeah, good. he does he does a part of his uh, act now as as Randy. His stand-up act, and actually on yeah. that the CD that I recommended a few weeks ago, he does a couple of bits as Randy on that. Um, <laughs> it was funny, man. I liked how it was kind of behind the scenes of these funny people. Um, I liked, I actually yeah. liked Seth Rogen in it too, which I don't, I don't hate Seth Rogen like you do, but Seth Rogen right. always plays Seth Rogen, and sometimes it works for me, and sometimes it doesn't. And this time it worked. It's kind of the moral conscience of the movie. Uh, he's like yeah. this nice guy, and I actually liked him, and I liked the choices he made. Yeah. Um, no, he, I uh, I tell you, I asked you about the length because you rarely ever see a comedy, a comedy, a devoted comedy movie that's longer than two and a half hours, or right. longer than two hours, sometimes an hour and a half. And this was what two and a, two and three quarters almost. Yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, it was long. It's two and a half, I think. Is it two and a, it's yeah. two and a half? Okay. So, yeah, but you and I used to see him one this long is what I'm getting to. And I thought that it worked just fine. I was watching it. Everybody that I watched it with, I watched it with Mackenzie's sister, Mackenzie, and Mackenzie's mom. Yeah. None of them liked it. Oh, and Sarah, too, Mackenzie's old roommate. Nobody liked it except me. Everybody was having fun at the beginning of the movie, and then they got kind of bogged down with the story or whatever, and I guess yeah. they were just looking for something that was throwaway, and I think that they tried to – I mean, they tried to give you something to chew on with the movie, and I, I loved it. I thought it was great, and I See, thought that it couldn't have been as good if they had shortened it. So yeah. I agree with you; it would have cut out some of the stuff I really liked. Yeah, and I and I like Adam Sandler in serious roles. I thought um, Punch Drunk Love is a pretty awesome movie. Um, he yeah. he can do that sort of stuff, and it was so interesting to see him portray this character that's obviously parallel to himself. I don't know how much of it is him, right? But, there's a lot of things that you're like. I mean, he plays an, an alternate version of Adam Sandler, basically. Um, but What's it shows the other. There, he's done three off off typecast characters: Punch Drunk Love, Funny People, and a third one. I can't remember what Spanglish. it is. Spanglish. Spanglish. I haven't yeah, seen. And that's I haven't seen that. One. I haven't seen it. Ooh, put that on your cue, bro. All right, I will. Um, I really liked how you know that movie. Randy. Randy. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. That movie is about this character sort of coming to grips with his more, more mortality and morality. Um, and it could have been this total formulaic thing where, like, he discovers so much about himself and becomes a different person. And to some extent, he doesn't go through that transition. It's not him that changes. It's the people around him that learn things from him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, he does learn some stuff in the end. And you get a good feeling from him. But um, in general, he doesn't really – he gets in situations that you're like, you know what? He, you would think that he's going to learn from this, and I don't think he is. 
And I, I don't know. I, I was really impressed with it. I was impressed with how mature it was, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, and I mean mature as in it's not just dick jokes. There's even one yeah. point in it where Adam Sandler's like, you got to stop joking about farting. Yeah. It's not funny. You know, like that sort of no, stuff. No, well, he said, are you trying to never get laid again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was good. That's cool that, God, you've been catching up on movies I've been wanting you to see or like that I've seen and liked and you haven't seen yet. Well, yes, it's been it's my pile of shame. I'm working through my pile of shame. And, I, and I've been watching shitty movies, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flip side well, of it. What's the, what's the, you got another one? Well, yeah, I got a couple more, actually. All right, go for it. Um, how many more do you have? That's all of mine, so. Uh, okay, well, I'll, I, I can run through these pretty quick. I mentioned watching I Love You, Man, again, didn't I? No, you right. didn't. Now, well, Mackenzie and I went to see it in the theater, and then it was on TV a couple, uh, you know, like, I don't know, two two or three weeks ago. We watched it again. Oh, I do have it's another just, one. Yeah, go keep going. Uh, it's just as funny the second time. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the okay, theater with yeah. Maria. I thought it, it's great. You know, it's it's a good Top movie. Of the base. That's another movie with Jason Segel <laughs> where he's like not intolerable. Yeah. And, uh, oh, by the way, yeah, um, yeah, Seth or what was yeah, Seth Rogen wasn't that bad in Funny People, uh, but no, yeah, I love you, man. Slava de base, great movie. Awkward movie uh, makes me uncomfortable, but I, I like it. Yeah, it is awkward. It is awkward, which I like though. Um, we put in Superbad again. Yeah, uh, and like what I've been, I've been on this kick now where I take a DVD off the shelf, yeah, and take it to the bedroom to put it in to go to sleep to in yeah. the bedroom. And so right now, in front of you can't hardly see the TV because there's so many. D, I, I don't All take the DVD DVDs. back out and put yeah. it back on the shelf. So there's like seven DVDs. I've got all four of the Karate Kids uh, sitting in front of the TV and like uh, Heat, yeah. <laughs> like. Super bad. So, but uh, super bad is great for the first twenty-five minutes, and then I don't like it anymore. Which is why I put it in because I knew I'd fall asleep after the parts that I liked. Yeah. And, um, okay. Oh well, let me get back to one that touches on one that you just talked about. Uh, have yeah. you seen Role Models? Yeah. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, uh, what's the guy's name? The guy in I Love You, Man. Paul Rudd. It's a Paul, Paul Rudd double feature. Watch I Love You, Man, and watch Role Models. I thought Role Models was really funny. Yeah, it was a lot surprising. funnier than I thought. Yeah, it, yeah, it was surprising because it was a McKinsey pick. Yeah, and <laughs> usually that doesn't go over too well. And uh, we, uh, yeah, no, it was it was a lot funnier than it's got Christopher Mintz Police in it. And uh, who's the buddy? Who's Paul Rudd's buddy? Oh, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Yeah, usually he's not very good, you know? I like him. I'm but, an apologist of him, but um, I, I, he was great in it. And I, it was a nice little story to it and just really funny. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I watched a movie that I was sitting there. I, I think you hate it, actually. But it was on AMC, and Mackenzie's never seen it. And so we watched about 45 minutes of it and then turned it off and we're going to put it on the Netflix queue so she can watch it all the way through. But uh, it's now, it was made in 1999 and that's what baffled me about it is Fight Club. Hmm. You hate it, right? Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say I hate it. I don't understand the appeal of it. Well, it's a... 
I, it, I it hate that people love it so much to the point that they it's their favorite movie. Okay. That's kind well, of... Well, anyway, so it was on, and we were watching it, and we're going to watch it all the way through because Mackenzie's never seen it. And then one last thing, a little update. <clears throat> we're on season three now of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over it. I yeah. can't really stay anymore. Um, I, which is a shame because there's a lot of our listeners, and I'm not going to name them, but a lot of our male listeners have seen them all and really like them all. And I guess it's because when we get it, we'll get a DVD of it at once, and Mackenzie wants to watch all four episodes right away. And I, it's just something that I can't do back-to-back. Back. We sat down, and it was like Friday night. Oh, yeah, no, it was Saturday night. We were going to go out to watch a movie together. It was like date night or whatever. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't feeling good, so we stayed home. And put that on, and we watched three episodes in a row. And by the end of it, I fucking I wanted to blow my brains out. I was so done with the uh, forced witty banter and all that references to stuff just to prove that they can make references <laughs> yeah. to stuff. I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but so we're content. That's that's the uh, I guess catching up with uh, family sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> Good grab bag. Yeah, my uh, next on my list is uh, I got Bruno, which I haven't oh. seen yet. Um, the nah. the last James Bond movie, which apparently isn't very good. Ooh. And um, Quantum of Solace. You yeah. liked it? Um, I mean, if you like, it's don't go into it thinking it's a Bond movie. Go into it thinking it's a Jason Bourne movie, and you'll like it a lot more. Okay, well, I liked the one before that. Uh, sort of yeah, really but one. yeah, they take the things that you liked about the one before it, and they took them to the next level. And the things that you like about the bo- the the Bond movies, they kind of downplayed those. Oh yeah, that's I don't know. So, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, the other movie, yeah, no, I've got uh, the the Harry Potter movie from the summer, Harry, the Half Blood Prince or whatever. I got that in there too. So I'm gonna check okay. that. Out, so okay, nice. Well, that's. Uh, I, I'll be looking forward to your update. Yeah. So that's it. We got that's the show. Uh, don't forget to send us emails. I only like their old stuff at gmail dot com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter dot dot com backslash ioltos. And in your emails, let us know whether or not you want to start referring to us as ioltos rather than I only like their old stuff. Yeah, we do kind of both now. Um, uh, thank you to Miss, thank you to Clave, thank you to Kevin, and thank you to the Oatmeal Conspiracy. And we out. See you. Flash on the milk. Yo, I got the drop on you, don't flinch. Pop niggas like John Lynch. Leave niggas in they don't stitch. I'm a light drinker, heavy smoker, known for ducking show promoters. Pass the money over. My whole crew is ex cons. Be alone when you hear the. It's on. We're back niggas under the stairs When we link up, we travel in pairs Your niggas best to beware The most thoroughness Cover all aspects Four corners You can't creep up on us I'm taking one for the team Deal me in And when the smoke clears Do it again This ain't a side show You can die slow There's no iron team We all ride Yo, the master of the ceremony This is my testament Homicide housing 
that's what I represent. Criminal gunplay, chemical strain the PJs. Last straight another fed pay, bed on Sunday. The world dying for the love of money. Expensive chains, intensive pain from that cocaine condensing the brain. Catching the strain as I look back. Memory lane, simple with plain envy and fame, a major part of the game. Chemistry grain, foolish kids ran when I came. 48 is 5% of terrain. Spark light through my vein, tunnel. Aim through this jungle with rain. A lot of haters wanna see us hang. But watch me bang as the eagle crane. Snap, crack, shatter your frame. Another victim in the system where we barely sustain. Fortunate, I sold a million records first campaign. Sipping rosemary, cherry, champagne. Nigga, the young and the dangerous. Water on the wrist, ice twist. Talk with a list. VIP, top of your list. We all in it together, forever and ever, damn for whatever, whenever, yeah, yeah. We all in it together, forever and ever, damn for whatever, whenever. Check the words from the genius that was written in pen. Murder gloves hide the fingerprint, but never the sin. Ghetto prophet that's born to quote. Got the climbies behind me with your face on scope. Don't provoke. Trust son that ting bust and we well dangerous. Who can handle us when we rush the clubs on thrust? Yo, don't miss the lead vocalist, terrorist, who chamber, pure danger. The God hold a fort, teach Lord Universal. Be down my stomping ground. We hold courts in the streets of New York. Snort the gunpowder, I stay red like fire. Cut the mic wire, hit a love ballad, no pen stroke. Beautiful quote for you to deep throat. Ghetto life had to be rough up in the housing. They only make them like us every 25,000. We all in it together, forever and ever. 